Hey, Simply Human listeners, um, something really quick I wanted to mention that we didn't get on the show that uh, Aaron Alexander, the guest today, wanted me to, to mention to you guys was that there is, a, he has a podcast that is really cool and you guys need to check out. It's called the Align Podcast. Um, and I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's just aligntherapy.com slash podcast. I'm sure it's on iTunes as well. Um, but anyway, just uh, we don't mention that on the show and I just want to make sure to, to get that uh, in there. So that's what she said. Enjoy the show. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Do you do it like any sort of ceremony for these animals or do you just like shove them in a bag with the other dead animals? Shove them in the bag, brush the maggots off my suit, and throw them in the bag, crawl out, collect my check, and I go home. It's episode 97 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Aaron Alexander. He is a... Person. He is an accomplished manual. <laughs> he is an accomplished manual therapist and movement coach with over a decade of experience. He's created the self care kit. Have a really cool conversation with Aaron. Then it's a. It's, it's humans being human. I'm not even going to say moderately funny. I'm just going to say it's humans being human. It's a. I wouldn't say like avant garde, but it's really just kind of more of like you know interesting funny stories. Like not not, not that funny, but like stories. Oh God, I, yeah, Adventures. definitely stick around. I've done a great job of selling it. Adventures. And it's not at- like a specific story about one uh, funny thing happened. Mark tells us about his weekend with some friends at a major college football game they went to go uh, be spectators at. So. And we'll wrap up with our single human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? Ah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah I know. He's, you're trying to sell your house. So it's uh, so it's it's been you've been stressed. So I have a joke for you. Okay. You didn't listen to Scattershoot this last Friday. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, so there's these uh, three women that escape from a from a high security penitentiary. There are two brunettes and a blonde. Okay, this is a blonde joke. If you have, I, I figured it you out. Can figure that out. So the authorities are, are hot on their trail, and uh, they're running through this you know the countryside, and they come upon this barn. So they they run into the barn, they hide in the barn, and there's these three burlap sacks. So they decide to each get into one of the burlap sacks to hide from the the cops that are chasing them. Okay. So they jump in the burlap sacks. Well, Seems like a really poor plan, but right. okay. So right after they, you know, get the sit bag cinched, the doors burst open and the, the police come in. There's some deputies and some, is a sergeant? Would that be someone who would be there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sergeant was there and uh, deputies looking around. Hey, there's no, nobody's here. They're not in here. When the sergeant was like, well, there's three burlap sacks over there. Why don't you kick those sacks? See what's in there, those sacks. So the deputy walks over and he kicks the first sack. And uh, and the brunette inside the inside that sack says uh, uh, says uh, meow. So the, de- the deputy turns around and says, "It's just it's just a stupid cat in this one." And he's like, "Well, kick the second one, see what's in the second one." So he walks over to the second sack and you know, gives it a nice kick. And in uh, the brunette, the second second brunette is in that sack. She says, uh, "Oof, oof, oof, ah, it's just sergeant. It's just a stupid dog in this one." So he says, "Well, kick the kick that last one and see see if they're in that last one." So the deputy walks over and he gives that third kick with a blonde and a nice swift kick and and uh, she says, "Potatoes." <laughs> That's pretty good. I thought that was, that was a pretty- mildly humorous <laughs> joke. So, which leads me to joke talk from kids. Do your kids tell the most ridiculous jokes? My, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my, uh, my girls have started in on the knock-knock jokes. And I think I've talked about this, but it reached a new level. So, like, so here's here's my six-year-old. Here is her version of a knock-knock joke, okay? So, like, if I'm her and you're me, right, she'll say, uh, okay, Dad, say knock-knock. Knock-knock. Who's there? Who's there who? No, like... It's she. What? She turns it around. We're like, no, no, no. It's your. It's your job. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to have the answer. No, you're the one who's got to. Yeah, like, I'm oh not. Well, then they started with the. I guess somebody told them the like, knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, banana. Banana. Who? Knock, knock. I, who's yeah, there? I recently banana. Told Jason. How to banana. Do this who? One. Right. And so, and then you finally say orange, orange. Who? Orange. You glad I didn't say banana? Right. That's how it's supposed to work. Well, my four year old will say, knock, knock. So we'll do it. Knock, knock. Who's, who's there? Orange. Orange who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Knock, knock. Who? Uh, 
Who's there? Wait, not not who's there? Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. Orange. I'm having a stroke. I have smell burnt toast. Orange who? Orange, you glad I didn't say orange again? Like <laughs> it's actually a decent <laughs> version of that. My four year old will tell that same joke and say, you know, you, you, knock knock. Who's there? Uh, banana. Banana who? Knock knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Poop. (laughs) (laughs) They literally think inserting, it's it's like living with you. They think inserting the word poop for anything just makes it instantly funnier. And they're kind of right. I laughed very hard. (laughs) Most of our other listeners probably aren't laughing. There's one more variation that the six-year-old has. And if I can, well, she, oh no, she would just get like confused on the order. So it's like, knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Who's the? Not not like who's the, like she was. She has got to be your bull. Yeah, she would like forget the order of it, or or she would go like okay, let's say it's time to say orange you glad. So I'm gonna do the orange one. So knock knock. Who's there? Orange you glad I didn't say orange. No no, no, no you have to you have to wait for me to an- you have to ask orange like it was so I was like we were driving to like dance class or something and they're doing this and I was like man I wish I had recorded all of that like it was so there were so many different ways that they screwed up that joke you idiots what was wrong with you so that uh, that blonde joke just kind of reminded me of stupid stupid jokes um, we but, tell um, jokes at work like on uh, when we like it's just, before work you, you've been there uh, for like a ride along yeah. before work we have like kind of a little meeting we call it briefing and you know everybody gets in there and the, the sergeant says you know gotta look out for this place and gotta look out for this place and this is what we're doing and you know do this and that and just kept, basically just kind of like a, how we start the day and informational type thing well on Sundays uh, I've started telling like a joke on Sundays <laughs> and it's literally it's like the highlight of my entire week uh, so you're like looking up a joke to tell yeah like, it's yeah. finding the right joke and uh, you know, telling it in the right company and telling it in the right way. And it is, uh, man, I, maybe that could be like a tip of the week someday is, uh, Rick's joke. Tell, some, tell some jokes to people yeah. because that makes you feel good. It makes everyone laugh at, you know, raises morale. Maybe do it at, uh, if you, if you live in, if you work in like a cubicle type area, yeah. maybe do that that way. <laughs> Just like pop your head up over the cubicle and be like, I have a blonde joke to tell everyone. Just make sure that it's not, uh, you know. Yeah, like a racist joke or like a <laughs> something. Well, I wouldn't go that. Just uh, well, yeah. Don't 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 say something completely inappropriate. Dear Mark and Rick, I got fired from my job <laughs> because I told a crazy sex joke. Or should they tell the blonde joke and their boss is like a blonde or something. So yeah, just yeah, be that careful. Might be. Uh, maybe this is a terrible tip. And if maybe you, this well, is a really bad idea. Maybe well, you should just leave everyone well, alone and not talk to anyone at work. I have told jokes before <laughs> in in like. Now, if I'm with like my family, obviously that's different than telling like a big group, like at the Jossa retreat. Yeah. I, like after the Jossa retreat, we were all over at like the Fergoso's house and there were a bunch of people there that I didn't know. And I told a joke that was, I'll tell you what it was off air, but it, it wasn't like a, I didn't, I, it wasn't like horribly offensive, but it wasn't like a, just like a little knock knock joke. I mean, it was a little edgy. And hmm. and I thought I ended up not offending anyone, but for like ten minutes, it was a uh, I was thought tenuous. I thought I had like really really offended someone that I didn't know, and I was like really I was like really classic Mark Rogers. Yeah, exactly. Hey, do we have time for me to tell the joke that I told? This is Monday. I told it yesterday at work. Yes, yeah, absolutely. it's a clean joke. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. So this man's driving through his neighborhood. This is one of my favorite ones I've told, by the way. So this man's driving through the neighborhood, and he sees a sign in a yard that says, Talking Dog for Sale. And he's like, Talking Dog for Sale? So he parks his car and gets out, and there's an old man sitting on the porch. And he's like, Hey, you have a Talking Dog for Sale? And he's like, Yep, yeah, right over there, and points to the tree. And there's a, just a regular old dog tied to a tree. And he walks over and looks at the dog. And he's like, You can talk? And the dog's like, Yep, sure can. And he's like, Oh, my God, a Talking Dog. That's crazy. Well, I mean, tell me about your life. He's like, Well, I realized at a very early age that I could talk, and I'm a very patriotic uh, dog, so I thought I could offer my unique services to the country, so I contacted the CIA, and they're like, yes, absolutely, we, we, we'd love to use you. So what they did is they put me in rooms with, uh, you know, with uh, foreign leaders and you know, people that uh, we suspected of wrongdoing, and uh, I, they would just talk freely because who's going to expect a dog could you know, eavesdrop and tell people what it said? You know, we caught a, lot of, uh, caught a lot of bad people that way and uh, you know, saved the country from multiple bad plots. Well, it was a fun job, but I did it for about 10 years, but the jet setting back and forth from country to country was kind of getting old, so I just kind of tried to settle down, and I got a job at an airport. 
And uh, they did the same thing. I would walk around just listening to people's conversations and because uh, who's, who's going to worry about a dog listening? And I uh, uh, caught multiple terrorists. People would be hijackers. It was, uh, you know, I really did a great job. But now I, you know, I settled down and I find an out, I found a nice uh, female dog and uh, had some had some puppies. And here I am. Had some doggy guy, sex. Is that what you missed? That, stop it. You missed that step. Don't ruin my joke, oh, sorry. idiot. Sorry. <laughs> And so I, the guy's like, oh my God, that's freaking amazing. So he goes back over to the old man. He's like, man, I got, I got to get that dog. How much for the talking dog? He's like, $10. And he's like, $10. Why so little for a talking dog? You could probably sell him for like a thousand or a million. He's like, because he's a liar. He didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> that is very good. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to tell that one. From there you go. Life. Everyone feel free to, I stole that joke off the internet. And, uh, so. and you know what? Speaking of jokes, I love telling jokes. So, and Rick does too. Email us like your best jokes like that. That'd be great. Yeah. And we, and we, we, we can read some on the air. Maybe like humans Even be human. Even if some of them aren't appropriate for the air yeah. in many ways, because I love jokes. Maybe some, maybe like a humans being human segment could just be us reading listener jokes that they've said. And by the way, uh, I think we haven't done this in, in a while, specifically mentioned this. We, the hardest part to fill this show, not even close, is the humans being human segment, as you'll be able to tell today. <laughs> so if you've got a funny story, funny story, embarrassing story, you listen to the show, you know what human being human supposed to be email us simply human lifestyle at gmail.com is mark simply human rick at gmail.com is me either email both of us one of us i don't care uh and we need to have you on the show to do the segment because that's my favorite humans being human is stories yeah. from our listeners or those we'll, are always or we can just read the email like that's if you just do not want to be on you don't want we us would to prefer to have you on have you be a guest of yeah. the show but if you don't want to do that, if you just want to send us the you know really you know th- detailed account of the yes. story, we can read it over there. We've done that before. Please email us because those are that's this is my favorite part of the show by far is this humans being human segment, and it really goes best when it's you guys you know yeah. contributing. So yes. uh, email us with your with your good ideas or something like that, and uh, we definitely have to do this. There you go. All right, let's get to our interview with Aaron Alexander. Go to our website simplyhumanlifestyle.com when you go to that website there's a big banner for the alt shift book click on it buy that book it's only $25 read it and then start the doing the testimonials we've had from people are and I'm not being hyperbolic it's amazing to me I really can't believe it and once I get some of the things settled out in my personal life with you know all that cluster that's going on right now I'm going. I can't wait to start this. I just want to make sure I give it the yeah. attention that you know that it deserves. And I've been doing it since the end of July, and I don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah, it's like it's really. It's a lot of. It's not. It's not fun. It's not. It's not hard. It's just. It is just is. It's it is. Not, yeah. yeah. And uh, and we're gonna. Well, I won't talk about that yet. But um, we have links to the Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on YouTube, Periscope, Twitter at simplyhuman52. If you go to uh, the store tab on the website. Uh, we have uh, links to the Primal Professional Dress Shoe. We have links to the All Shift book. Again, the uh, uh, Slanker Grass-Fed Meats is where I get all my meat. Um, also, uh, the Simply Human Daily tab, I have started. A lot of people are wondering, okay, I'm, everyone, Mark's doing the All Shift. How, how are you able to, are your workouts the same? When are you eating this? Or you know, how are you sleeping? All that stuff. I'm, I'm re-submitting uh, like my daily Here's, what, here's how I slept. Here's what yeah, I ate. So, so if you have a here's question like, oh, what do you eat when you're on you know, five shift or three shift or whatever? Well, Mark is doing a, basically a personal diary of yeah. you know, what and he's I, eating, when he's eating, how he's moving, stuff like that. So if, you need, if you're trying the alt shift stuff, even if you're not, all the foods on alt shift are compatible with the Simply Human right. lifestyle. So even if you're just looking for just foods in general to live a more healthy life, check out the Simply Human Daily tab and see uh, you know, advice from Mark. That's what I, that literally, it's what I do. There you go. All right, well, uh, Aaron Alexander, we talked to him today about lower back pain, wax on, wax off, walking, monkey massage therapist, curls for the girls. That's the funniest one we've ever done, right? And the, t- and the little pre-tease. Comparing humans to computers, where do we start? Donkey cap raises, ballet, self-care kit, dancing, and martial arts movements. Here is Aaron. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, really excited uh, to to welcome Aaron Alexander onto the show. He's an accomplished manual therapist and movement coach with over a decade of experience. He's the founder of Align Therapy, an integrated approach to functional movement and self-care that has helped thousands of people out of pain and into health. His clients include Olympic and professional athletes, and he speaks and teaches, not nationally, Rick, 
internationally. Oh, international. Welcome, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful introduction that I uh, I personally wrote. Well, very nice of you. <laughs> on, on, on the last show, I had you know like uh, you know I, I kind of like how I did with you. I was like, hey, you know, what are three or four things that you know you're particularly passionate about that you want to you know make sure we cover? And uh, so the guy sends me you know three or four questions. It was Nate, Rick, Nate Summers. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I'm just reading his questions, and then like he would be like, "That's a really good question." I'm like, well, thank you. Uh, I came <laughs> you up with that, that one all by myself. You, it was you your know, question. That, actually, that brings up something interesting, Mark. I think what you need to do is go to like the U.S. Canadian border and like uh, just shout a bunch of stuff over the border, and then you can also say that you were internationally. You're an international uh, lecturer. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I did. Well, okay. We can. I have another thing to say, but I want to get to the interview. Yes, um, absolutely. Okay, so reading your bio and looking at your website, and you know, we I've got some things that that we're going to discuss. But first thing I want to ask you, and this is kind of I'm asking for a friend, Rick. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking. This is actually for Blake Lewis, who's been on the show a couple of times. He wakes up. He's he was a former uh, center, not a sinner, although we are all sinners. Um, he's a former center for a, a Division two school. He was uh, like six. Four three oh five when he played. Right now he's about six four two eighty. Very very strong individual. Mm. Um, yes, uh, can bench two twenty five like forty times in college. I mean he's super one of the strongest men on earth. He can he can rip a phone book in half. Seriously. Get a room, Mark. We did actually this weekend at the Georgia Alabama game. But um, he every morning he wakes up and his he can hardly stand up straight because of his his lower back is in so much pain like the muscles around his spine. And after a couple hours, he's fine. What, like, if you, what does that tell you? What would be the first thing you do on someone like that? Yeah. Well, first, I thought for sure when you started asking for somebody else that you were going to talk about some rash on your leg or right. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, from a friend, there's, 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 there's not, a, Aaron, so. not a lot of puzz. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, so what I'd look at with that is so obviously whatever he's doing throughout the day is causing some kind of irritation. When he warms the tissue up, things are okay. Once he cools down, he wakes up and things go back into kind of like more of a state of keeping it real, you know, of what, where, where the position of his body's at. You know, so I would look at overall movement practice. So what's the functionality of his movement as he's doing everything? You know, so look, getting an opportunity to kind of peek in and see how's he deadlifting, how's he squatting, and then going beyond that into how's he driving his car. Yeah, he sits, he, he drives you know, all day. He sits all day. Bam. Now we're talking, right. right? You know, so it's like he's the strongest man in the world in these very, very specific archetypal positions that he has, he has drilled himself into a niche you know, maybe even potentially to the point of a rut. I'm not, I don't know him at all, but that's what a lot of us do with, you know, muscles and fitness and all that stuff. You know, so going, thinking a little bit beyond, okay, I can, you know, bench press 400 pounds and getting into how do I chop my carrots? How do I sit in my car? Is there some way that I can maintain lumbar, thoracic, yeah. spinal support? Because you you're, know, you're benching all, 400 all pounds, like for like as a percentage of your life, you're benching 400 pounds, like 0. 0.000 to the, Four hundred zero one percent of your life, and yeah. you are sitting in your car. You know, fifty percent of your life, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So figuring, so tapping into all of those kind of more what we think of as being medial tasks, but that's your life. You know, we're right. we're constantly painting this canvas that we call our you know ourselves, Mark or Aaron or whatever. You know, it's like so really bringing more int intention into how do you know? It's like I, I, the email I wrote to you. It's like the wax on, wax off, young grasshopper. Right. You know, like that stuff's legit. You know, how do you wax your car? How do you chop your food up? How do you do all the little things? Are you able to maintain structural support through? Everything. That's kind of where I start to come in. Well, so let's let's dive right into that wax on, wax off, grasshopper <laughs> thing. So, like, here's here's something like when you when I read that sentence that you emailed me that talked about that, it says bringing self care and functional movement into everyday life. So to me, it's like our ancestors didn't have countertops in the kitchen to prepare food sure. where they could stand. They had yeah. to crouch and bend. So how can we without? Well, I mean, I guess you could chop your food. On, a, on the floor or something like how, you know how do you like bring that into your everyday life like how can you squat more and that, that, those kinds of things so firstly ideally if you're you know, how many of us get to build our own houses but you know when you're looking at a house or maybe hopefully building a house make sure your countertops are in a position that you can maintain uprightness as you're working if they're not at that position that's okay that's why we have yoga 
you know, like yoga positions. We've done that for thousands of years. Oh my God, you know, we, we work on cracking this thing of how to live effectively in our bodies for freaking ever, right? It's like you can come in and spread your stance a little bit. Come in, if you don't want to call it yoga, call it a lunging position where you're able to open your stance up but still maintain upright spinal position. Keep your head over top of your shoulders, over top of your pelvis and so on and so forth down the chain, right? And so then from there, eat on the floor, right? Or go outside to eat. Get your butt in the grass. Take your shoes off. Eat on the ground, you know, with your friends. You know, like exploring all these different avenues. We are not, just because you have a table in your house because it's polite for Thanksgiving doesn't mean that you are, you, are, you are stuck to that, that you always need to sit in that same exact position that you've been in the car for the whole entire day. Expand beyond that. Yeah, Rick eats most of his meals like sort of laying down in his bed, just sort of on his side. <laughs> Funny story when my uh, <laughs> like I will take like a, I guess I don't really eat like candy bars anymore, but when I did, I would uh, sneak them into the bathroom and lock the door because so my children would leave me alone. So I'm in the bathroom like eating candy bars, like <laughs> the, chocolates all over my. Then face, you then so. you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh man. <laughs> So depressed. Give yeah. me another candy bar. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so so on that note, on that topic, what are some things you've already kind of mentioned? Some of them, like get get your butt outside, get your shoes off, like that kind of thing. Uh, what are some things that you tell people? Okay, do these handful of things. Five, maybe not a handful of things. Maybe that's a bad way to put that. Um, you know, things that, that people can do to start moving more naturally. So firstly, figuring out where what's, – what's the thing that everyone does a humongous percentage of the day? Driving. You take, you take some guesses. That, that's a good one. Um, walking, right? Wow. I thought maybe you guys were going to throw out something more ridiculous than that, but walking, right? I, that's, just walk, I, walk, I use a Segway to get everywhere, so I really only take <laughs> about four steps. I went out of the bed and into the Segway and on. So. That's, what I was, that's what I was looking for, right? So, so walking is what we're doing for all the day long. Right, So if we can figure out, all right, so all day we're doing this walking thing. If we can look at that walking thing as more of a practice, an intentional movement practice, then all of a sudden we're starting to utilize this 80% of what we're doing throughout the day or whatever, maybe you walk a lot less than that, right? as, as almost like an onboard massage therapist is what I call it. right? Because as you're moving through and going what's called contralateral rotation, contra being opposite, lateral being side, right? So your left arm goes back and then you have that spiral rotation through your midsection and then your right leg goes back. You're literally wringing out the rag that is your body and the tissues of your body. Do you follow that? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Out there? Yeah. And no, is, it, no. is it inappropriate right. to say that Rick has an onboard massage therapy? She has a small Asian woman <laughs> that just sits on his shoulders and Stop massage. It. Is that? Can I not say that? You have derailed. Okay. Get back to your uh, very informative answer, Aaron. Thank, thank you very much. Right. So, so figuring out. All right. Cool. So we got this onboard monkey massage therapist <laughs> on her body all day long. How Talks do we little. tap in to make this the most effective? monkey massage therapist possible, right? So we need to educate this guy, right? So send him to school, you know, get an education, get on, you know, learning about how do I move more effectively in this body? So figuring out basic things, you know, do I have range of motion through my toe hinge? Do I have range of motion through my ankle? You know, am I lining up my knee on top of my foot? Is my pelvis have full extension rotate, extension motion? Am I activating my glutes? Am I getting that rotation through my spine? Is there any tension in my shoulders? And is my head riding functionally on top of my body. Think of your head kind of like a horse or, or a man on top of a horse. Have you ever rode a horse, guys? I have. I took a that was my one of my PE credits in college. Is I oh, took a class called Jeez. Horses and Horsemanship. Wow, it what? was really actually really hard. Where did you go to school? Abilene Christian University. So it totally makes sense. Yeah, the same place that I went, and I, I've ridden a horse once. It was on a horse named Hank at a dude ranch, <laughs> and I was very scary. Horses are very big, and they scare me. Right, exactly. So what happens when you are stiff and tense on that horse? It's not good. Right. Right. Right? You know, so it's finding that connection. As soon as you find that connection with the horse, all of a sudden you're like, I'm, I feel like a cowboy, right? You're like, wow, I'm doing great. This feels amazing. I can gallop. And it's, it's frictionless. It just feels like I'm in the flow, right? So most people, because we lack education on how to move functionally in our body, we are clunking around, holding on as tight as we can to this horse. Eventually, you know, in a literal way on the horse, that ends up looking like a, a disc injury, right? That relates same way into your body. We have so much friction in the connection between the way that we move that we end up creating all this unnecessary static, and then it ends up being painful. 
Now, you, you mentioned in another part of your email that we are comparing ourselves to linear mechanical models. Now, is that is one is an example of that? How we always all think of like, oh, well, if you burn more calories than you than you produce, so if you just create a calorie deficit that will just like a machine will just sort of start to to work better. Is that is that one of the ways that you mean that we're comparing ourselves to linear mechanical models? Or are you are you talking more about like biomechanics? No, thermo, yeah, I, I mean thermodynamics, biomechanics, all these different directions. We're relating ourselves to linear models in, in every way, right? So one of the really obvious things is like, so I'm in my office right now, as you guys kind of saw a second ago, on my wall, I have these anatomy charts, right? I have these, these, mm. these two-dimensional anatomy charts. I have those two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I figured you would, right? So I have these things sitting up here. When, and then what we do is we get our education off of looking at these two-dimensional images of like, wow, I'm looking into the body, Right, you know, in cadaver labs, we ended up in the past. We were cutting out all the white stuff, the adipose and the fascia, the connective tissue. They're really intelligent stuff, throwing it away so we could get down to the, you know, the, the Newtonian physics of the matter, the the pulleys and the levers. We want to the bicep attaches to the elbow and pulls it up and blah blah blah. Right, and it's like that's not what's happening in life. Right. You know, look as we're talking right now. If you could see me, my hands are all over the place and I'm moving and all that stuff. Like, what muscle am I using as I'm talking to you? Every muscle, right? right? So that's what we end up doing. Is we, it's like we're trying to grasp this body. It's a lot easier to grasp bicep brachialis attaches to blah de blah, right? And flexion extension, right? That's easy. So what do we do? We grab a dumbbell and we do some flexion. We do some curls, yes. right? What does that relate to, though? Not much other than curls. And making you know, your sleeves fit a little tighter. Which that's very nice. It's very important. You gotta feed those sleeve demons. The glamour. Uh, it's all about the glamour. It's all about the glamour muscles. And can we, and, just, Aaron? Does it surprise you that uh, it's taken us as human beings so long to kind of realize that our body is very complex and it's not two D, it's not three D, it's like eight D, and this affects this. And does it does that really surprise you that it's taken us this long to figure that out? You would think that we would have figured that out, you know, thousands of years ago. Well, so that's the interesting thing, is we did figure that thousands of years ago, right? So ah. we, <laughs> it wasn't, so thinking, getting back to the comparison model idea, right? So for, since the beginning of humanness, we have been relating ourselves to peripheral sources, peripheral models, in order to grasp ourselves, to, to make an understanding. We don't want to have this blank space in our mind of what we are. So we say, oh, we're like the antelope. Oh, we're like the lion. Oh, we're like the lightning storm. Oh, we're like the clock? Right, <laughs> you know, so it's like for the longest time we were relating ourselves to nature. Well, guess what? We are nature. That's great. You know, I am the lion. I am, you know, hunting the whatever. I am you know, just strong, powerful. Right. That's the connection that we made. Right. Now, all of a sudden, now I'm the I'm the clock. Then I was the steam engine. Now I'm the computer. Right. What do computers do? They they can sit in solitude, right, and they're totally fine. What's the worst thing you can do to a human? Right, yeah, you know they, they don't. Yeah. They don't need to move. What's the other worst thing you can do to a human? Keep them stuck, right? Put me in a straitjacket for freaking five hours, and it's like the worst thing in the world. Or how about putting right? six-year-old kids in uh, in desks? Is in that desk. basically what you just said? Exactly. Yeah. And then we pathologize that, right? And then we say, well, these kids need medication, ah, right? It's yeah. like they don't need medication. You know, Kelly Kelly Starrett, He's. Yeah. A, I don't know if you guys are familiar he with. Has, oh, yeah, we had him on the show. Before. He has been on the show. Oh. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So him, him and his wife—they just recently put. So you guys are probably familiar with this already. They, they just stand recently kids. put stand-up desks in their school in, yes. in uh, Marin. It's amazing, yeah. right? And yes. the, the thing is, it's not that groundbreaking, but it is, right? right? It shouldn't be, but it is. Well, it's like the whole you know, bare, it, the barefoot movement. Like that—that that wasn't some sort of innovation. Like that shouldn't have been a groundbreaking movement. Like that's <laughs> right. that's how we walked around. Basically, for the ninety-nine percent of all, like you said, humanness, and, and right. that's why, like the simply human lifestyle, I was, uh, I, yeah. you know, uh, introduced at a talk I was giving once, and like the founder, the creator of the simply human lifestyle, and the first thing I said was like, "Well, I didn't really create this. This has kind of always <laughs> been around." Guys, I've got my million-dollar idea. First, you put food in your mouth, and yeah. second, you chew it up, and then you swallow. <laughs> yeah. it. It's gonna make millions. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I was going to ask you, there's something else you said. Oh, just real quickly. You mentioned the models, the 2D models. Was the creepiest mm. thing in school not like the muscle model thing that was like the, the 3D like doll that just was just the muscles that had like the eyes, just like the bug <coughs> eyes and the teeth? 
Dude, do y'all remember that thing? <laughs> was that not just weird and creepy to anyone else? No. Yeah that 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 was uh that was that was I, f- yes yeah. I was gonna make a vulgar joke but I realized you guys don't do vulgar. We jokes. do. No, oh, we no, do. No, 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 we no, do. No. Please, we please. Do vulgar jokes all 69, the time. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. I was gonna say I find the flashlight a lot creepier, <laughs> but that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's attached to the muscle dummy. <laughs> if it's attached to- <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. Right. So you mentioned something else a second ago about how, uh, you know, it's it's very we we've, we've tried to okay the the uh, you know gastric anemias is attached to the we we've really tried to over science and overthink everything. And what we're what you, sort of your message and the simply human lifestyles message is that yeah, like there's science behind all this stuff, but you don't need to know. Like what amino acids are doing when they're combining, and you're, you know, it's like you don't need to know all that stuff. You just need to do things that we used to do back when we were, you know, obviously, not, it's not talking about like communicable disease and things like that, but when we were more healthy as far as, you know, we didn't have all this obesity and diabetes and all that stuff, and then just kind of let things take care of yourself. So, uh, is that is that sort of your, I'm, I'm assuming that's your sort of philosophy too. And what are some of the things yeah. that, uh, that you see people like sort of overthinking? Well, so think of your body, <laughs> right? As we're saying, don't relate us to computer models. Yeah. But for simplification purposes, you know, in this case, this analogy, you can think of that that overanalyzation as like our cell phone, right? You need to understand how to work the applications on the phone, right? How do I get on Vimeo? How do I, you know, whatever, get on my Twitter, right? But you don't need to know about the code. Right. It's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and That's so a really happens, great way to think about yes. it because, I mean. I've kind of struggled with that, not struggled with it, but kind of you know, had a hard time wrapping my head around, I've got to understand how my body processes this type of food when I eat this or this kind of movement. Right. I don't need to know it. I just need to stipulate at some point that, okay, it's true, so I need to do it and not worry about you know, the background of things like that, you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. There was this uh, story that I'm gonna I'm gonna completely mess up, and uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes. But there was this monk, and he was talking to his spiritual master guy, and he talks to and he talks to the spiritual master, and says, "Master, I've been working on this meditation practice for my whole entire life, and I can finally, I can finally gravitate, levitate across the river." And the master says to him, he says, "Wow, that's that's really really cool." You know, but you know the ferry only costs a nickel, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so so we end up we end up putting so much. That's not how that story goes exactly. That's my interpretation, you know. But we end up putting so much em- emphasis into you know how what's what's an amino brand what's an amino acid branch chain you know what like how do we get into adenosine triphosphate like what is all this stuff? Oftentimes, the reason we do that is in order to stroke our own ego. Right. You know, where it's in order to show up on the podcast interview and be able to cut regurgitate all this ridiculous information that's not really going to help anyone except to perhaps make them think that you are incredibly intelligent. You know, you are the internet guru. Yeah. Right? But it's not about that. It's how do we connect with people. So now it, right? the, the trend is going to be now to learn all that stuff just so you can make fun of it. And when you make fun of it, you can say, oh, the deltoid and the uh, uh, the rotator cuff. <laughs> yes. Like just so you have all the things to throw out. Like that's going to be why people learn that And so stuff. that's, yeah. So, you know, that's, the, somebody clever once said that, that, that the, the, the foundation of knowledge is definition. I believe it was something like that. You know, once you define something, that's great because now you have a foundation to work off of. You know, so I'm not, I by no means am bad mouthing people that are, you know, really into getting the specifics of educating themselves. I think it's, it's amazing and it's, it's, it's incredibly important. You know, you get into the specifics of that in order to come out and really see the forest. But you create that detail in the trees. Eventually, you can create this amazing image of the forest. But a lot of us get stuck on the tree. And then we go and try and educate people on this amazing detail of what's happening. But we've never really stepped back and saying, this is why any of this is relevant. Now, that's the big thing. Right. Well, I want to talk about your self-care kit in just a minute. But before we get there... I want to ask you sort of in practical terms for our listeners, you know, we have a lot of people that, and it still amazes me how many people I, that, that email me or that, that will, you know, text me or my friends or whatever that are still like, wait a second. You mean I don't have, I'm going to go, I can, I'm still going to do my hour long run every day. Right. Like for, to, to lose, like for health. Like I have a friend who runs an hour every morning, but he's, yeah. but it's not for his health. That's just his routine. Like he just loves to do that and his body can handle that. And I'm not talking about those people. So there's just so many people that that just are like, wait a second, no, what am I supposed to do to move? Like, so so where do you have people like that that are just sort of figuring out that they don't have to, 
you know, do the elliptical for an hour a day. Where do you get people to start? Right. And not only do they not have to do the elliptical hour a day, but I would, I would suggest they don't do the elliptical for right. an hour a day. Yes. Yes. You know, it's making, it's because, keeping you unhealthy. And l- unless it's your meditation, yeah. you know, unless it's like, don't you take care, take away my elliptical machine. You know, it's like, if you need that it, is the first time in it. human history that sentence has been uttered, by the way. Don't take away my elliptical machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the first thing that I would say is is get away from the repetition, right? Get away from the mindless, okay, I did four sets of twelve and I write it down. It's like never in our history yeah. has that been a normal thing you know you look at animals moving around ambulating through the woods and such they don't have soreness in their bodies because they're not repeating these same mindless huh. movements over and over again and donkeys right? i mean you'll see donkeys doing donkey calf raises but that's i mean it's it's their donkey calf raises right that's the exactly. name of the exercise or dogs, dogs doing dogs doing down dogs right you know? exactly. <laughs> that's the name of the exercise so they it's can do that. crucially important yeah. yeah you know so so thinking more how instead of instead of how can I you know create these glamour muscles like we're thinking about you know think more how can I explore the potential range of motion in my body right so what are some things that do that hmm how about dance how about martial arts right how about you know taking an improv class how about taking an acting class how about putting yourself in situations that make you feel a little bit funny right? It's, it's the, the safety. We all put ourselves inside of these bubbles, right? And that safety bubble, it doesn't, it doesn't stay static. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually we suffocate in our own limitations that we've created for ourselves. Would you Is that put, like way too metaphysical no, for you? No, no, no. Is that great? Would you put uh, cold showers in that category? Yes, every day. Because I take rivers, cold showers. Yeah, because I you take know, cold showers every morning and people think I'm crazy. I no, do think no, you're no. crazy, yes. <laughs> well, you are crazy, but not because of the cold shower. That's actually a brilliant idea. Yeah, right? see, Rick? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't believe either one of you. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, think, so looking at our body, so going beyond this, you know, when we're thinking full range of motion, let's go beyond just full range of, you know, oh, I'm doing, you know, squats, full range of motion of my, my quads and my glutes. Think of full range of motion of your circulatory system. Think of full range of motion of your eyes, the ciliary muscles in your eyes contracting, dilating, and contracting your pupils, right? When we're staring at screens all day, that's a range of motion for our visual our visual sense and we're restricting okay? it yeah right that's one range okay so we're only doing half of a rep right we're missing the full range of motion you need to look huh. out the window well it's you like, it's like sitting yeah it's like it's the same thing that you're doing to your you know your hip flexors and your hip capsules that you're doing with your eyes when you just stare at a computer right. screen all day yeah right and and then the same thing happening in regards to showers right 50 cent words to impress people right <laughs> <laughs> Horripilation is a fantastic word. That hopefully, that is not it. a real word. Do not <laughs> even try to convince me that. Let's pretend, let's pretend it is for a second. <laughs> and so, what what that is is again the contraction expansion of your hair follicles. Right uh-huh. when you are when your hair raises up because you're cold or scared. Right, that's a contraction. Yeah. That's our body expressing itself in a full range of motion. Right? So going beyond just the standard of like, okay, I need to move this certain way, get on the elliptical, and then go home and go back to central air all day where I have no context of thermoregulation of my body, right. Right? that ends up leading to what? Depression. Holy crap. Well, and, the, and the light, the lux of the lights are the same. We never get experienced of very bright and then very dim. Everything is always the same. It's a sort of static, yeah. just lux first, all day. Yeah. First, first thing of every day, go out get your body in the sun, sets your circadian rhythm, starts your day, tells your body, all right, it's on, right? We're, we're, we're going. I know you talked to Dan Party. I'm talking with him tomorrow. So yes. I listened to that conversation. Tell him I said and, hi. Yeah. Absolutely. I will. You know, and so that's a big thing. And once the sun goes down, and that's why I say it's like, we had this figured out, right? Wake up with the sun, start to get ready for bed as the sun goes down. You know, now we're trying to flip that whole system upside down. We're trying to take control of nature and we're getting kicked in the butt for it. Yeah, well, we're trying to take ourselves out of nature. We're trying to separate ourselves from those daily, weekly, monthly, in Rick's case, monthly and yearly cycles Stop that it. Uh, you know <laughs> that are, that have been around forever. And there are cycles within each day. And then we're trying to get ourselves out of that cycle. And we think there's not going to be some sort of deleterious effect of that separation. And we're dead wrong. And some yeah, of us are and- dying. <laughs> 
because of it. Dead wrong. Yeah. See what and I did there? this is something I, I know nothing about, but they say, so some, some listeners can, can look into this. They say that men have uh, monthly cycles as well in relation to the moon. They do. And uh, so just throwing that out there. My, my wife knows when, I'm, when she always tells me, well, you're on your man period. And, right, uh, right, right. And I'm like, I'm not. Shut up. I'm not. You, you, you don't tell me that at all. I drive a Dodge <laughs> Stratus. <laughs> then you go eat a gallon of ice cream and self-loathe. <laughs> I'm, I'm bloated. Leave me alone. I'm bloated. Oh, I hate myself. Okay. Aaron, some of this stuff is pretty <laughs> radical. Like from this, I, I, I say radical. It's not radical at all. It's radical in its super simplicity. How do you convince someone that is, I don't know, 35 to 40 years old that has been told his, his or her entire life that eh, you got to move calories and low fat and you got to go to the gym and you know elliptical. How do you convince that person or do you bother convincing them? That, hey, the model you've been following that hasn't really seeded the results that you want. Doesn't work. That's not what you need to do. How do you, or do you just kind of sit back and wait for them to figure it out and come to you? Right. It's completely logically radical. You know, and so what I do, my, my approach with that is like, have you ever had like a Jehovah's Witness or maybe like an evangelical, you know, person come up and try and convince you their religion is the best. You're going to go to hell if you don't. It doesn't work. You know, it's very poor salesmanship, you know, and, and that's something that it's like when I see that, you know, I don't have any judgment for them. I think it's, it's cute. I think it's interesting. You know, I'm like, wow, that's really, really a poor, poor sales job. Like you like, have been brainwashed. Need to start, what's that? I said like you have been brainwashed because you're doing right. this. Yeah. Right. You know, but, the, but, but with that, you know, when you're forcing yourself onto somebody, it's, it's never going to work. You know, so right. what I attempt to do with my own self is I try to walk my, I walk my talk the best that I can, you know, and so I will take, you know, this, this year, <laughs> you guys might think this is, this is silly, you know, but this year I was in a ballet, I was in a bachata performance, you know, I'm taking Muay Thai, I'm taking jujitsu, you know, I'm, well, I'm, uh, I'm you, Yeah, there. you can't just roll right over that and just go into like something really cool. Like my my time. Hold on, is there a video of this somewhere? Yeah, a video. Can we? Can you send me that? Can we post that? I want to do ballet now. My yeah, daughters can, do ballet, I you, and I, can, I need to. I can send you the video. There you go. You can finally justify your closet full of tutus if you finally <laughs> right. do ballet. Like, oh, right. this is exactly. stocking up my whole life. Well, hey, Herschel Walker did ballet. Ballet is extremely powerful, you know, and, and I don't mean in like an energetic, new agey, woo woo sense. I mean like you got to be yeah. able to have some serious strength in your body yes. to be able to maintain integration, stand upright. And with men in ballet, they usually do a lot more jumps. So learning to jump and land is a skill that we as modern humans don't have. We know how to sit and stand. We don't know how to jump and land. Right. You know, I, I didn't intend on that rhyming. Well, you know, so and and then like <laughs> men, especially for me when I do ballet, like I'm so like bottom heavy because I've you know I've just every time I jump I'm just sort of off balance because I've got this sort of weighted stop, stop it stop huge, in between huge. anyway okay well hey like. real quick we're <laughs> we're running, we're coming up on time I want to make sure we get to your self care kit talk about your self care kit promote it like tell us all about it. Self-care kit. Here we go. The, the, uh, let's, so essentially what the self-care kit is, is uh, so I, like you mentioned, that I do manual therapy, rolfing, structural integration, movement coaching, blah, 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 all that stuff. Teaching people, re-educating people on how to move better and then actually helping them, you know, doing hands-on manual work to get their joints in a better position, right? So sometimes we're stuck in this hunched forward position. Like so many of us, we're looking at a computer all day long or looking at our cell phones or whatever. We're leaning forward, driving our car, looking ahead. Our body forms into that position, forward head posture. Or look at people that are on computers all day. You see their head. It looks like they're going to fall off their bodies, right? So if you just tell that person, hey, you, stand up straight, right? Their body is formed into that position. You're just sending a new uh, tension into their system by putting them into a military posture. So what they need is they need to actually get in and work with their tissue, right? So work with their, work with their pec minor and their shoulders and their neck and all that and get that tissue to relax a little bit. Right, and then from there do movement education. So what I did was took my practice, everything that I do here at Align Therapy, I've converted that in almost everything into you can use. Okay, this is my elbow. Now this is a ball. All right. Oh, this is my forearm. Now this is a foam roller. Oh, now I'm decompressing your shoulder joint, right, with my hands as I'm telling you to go through a range of motion. Now we're putting a band there and taking you through that range, and then re-educating people on how to actually maintain the space that they've created for their bodies with the, the, the tools that I've, I've provided. Does that make and, sense? Yes, and where can they find this? Uh, what, Align, the Aligntherapy.com. Align 
And it's also it's going to be on Amazon here in the next month. Oh, right sweet. now, it's right now it's on the website. Uh, what is Amazon? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. I love Amazon. Um, that was a great joke, man. It was uh, really resonated with the audience. A lot of laughs, I imagine. <laughs> Shut up. All right, Aaron, we, are come, we have come up on the, at the end of, of the 30 minutes, and I will say a lot of times Rick and I will talk about this kind of thing off air, but Rick uh, and Aaron, will you, will you be back on sometime soon to continue this conversation because this is great? Oh, cool! Yeah, absolutely, man. That's what I was—I was thinking on the way here because I have so. I, I, usually, with conversations like this, it's not until like thirty minutes that we're like, "Yeah, now we're really going." Right, so, right, right. Yeah, I would love to continue that. For and sure. we spent the first five minutes you know, talking about uh, yelling into Canada. So, um, but okay. So here's the last question that I ask every new guest on the show, and it is: What is something that you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Mm, my preferred thing is we've already kind of pointed out is uh is dancing man you know dancing and, and and i would say i would say martial movement as well martial arts you know really just figuring out how to get the, extract the most power out of this tool that is my body you know and so that's what i think that, that a lot of people if we could just somehow instill excitement in people of how do what's the equation how do i unlock this that all of a sudden i'm going from you know punching one mile an hour to all of a sudden producing immense power it's like getting excited about the journey is the thing that i'm really you know the most passionate about so dancing for me martial arts and just connecting with people is what i what really gets me going awesome that is great i also like to dance oh yeah no formal training but it is a i dance like elaine from seinfeld so <laughs> nice but i can tell it's... you alcohol makes me Way better dancer. <laughs> and yeah, better absolutely. looking. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah Aaron, it's, better than, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Aaron, hang out for a second. We're going to end the interview, but really appreciate uh, you being on the show, and, and we're going to have you back on. Fantastic. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Aaron. That was, uh, that was great. And we're going to definitely have Aaron back on. Uh, super easy guy to interview and talk to. And uh, you can find his stuff. He just mentioned it, aligntherapy.com. His self-care kit is amazing. Uh, so anything he does, he is definitely right in line uh, with the Simply Human lifestyle. We give him our stamp of approval. Yes. he gets. It's the, a hard stamp to get, but gets simply, we're getting it to yeah. you, Aaron. Yeah, really, it's really hard to get to get that. We'll just get gift to anyone. Um, okay, so let's go right into the humans being humans segment. And I guess uh, we're, we're, I'm going to tell some stories, and we're just going to talk about my experience uh, in Athens, Georgia. Okay. Um, at the Georgia Alabama game, so I've got a group of guys. Uh, we pick a game every year, and we just go and it's, time out. How does your wife let you do this? See, they, like, hey, leave me at home with three tiny children well, and you go blow a bunch of money halfway uh, across the country goofing off with your friends watching college football. Well, uh, the wives of this group, we they get to do a, a weekend trip in the spring. Oh, so, there's okay. a so you have to sell it on both sides. Right. Like, oh, you can do yours if I can do mine. And it's okay. And well, it helped that this rug that Jen wanted for the living room came the day that I left. So it was like, here's your new rug. That is the most suburban, like, uh, vanilla well, hey, thing I've ever heard. Well, hey, ever, no, like, you understand. Uh, got, got my new rug in the mail. She, my wife is, I, I'm so lucky. She gets super excited. Uh, this is very stereotypical, but it's true. She, like, honestly, genuinely gets excited about, like, vacuum cleaners and rugs and pictures for the house. You know, just, like, ha household things. Her house is her is like sanctuary. My, is like my muscles, right? I mean, it's like okay. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, let's go. Let's get on with it. Okay. So, Athens, Georgia. So, it, it was. Uh, there's several things I've got written down here. The first one is it. I mean, it rained the whole time. That you know, Hurricane Joaquin did us no favors, right? I mean, I don't know if you saw the Clemson Notre Dame game; but it was just pouring down rain the whole time. I pay zero attention now to college football. Okay. I don't even pretend anymore. Okay, well, I just don't. It, Georgia Alabama, you know, it's one of the is like a number eight versus number thirteen. It was a big game, a lot of hype around this game. Most SEC games, there's a big tailgate, it's a big party before the game. Well, it was raining the whole time, so everyone's just like cowering under awnings and indoors and it was just a very just sort of depressing pre-game atmosphere okay yes um one of the guys is on this trip uh, but two of the guys have actually been on the show john battleack the one who oh, okay. aspirated yeah, the surgeon who saved your you know whatever right he aspirated his own nutsack which yeah. we talked about and then blake who's told a couple of stories uh on the humans being human segment who we mentioned 
to that that was that was actually what I was talking about uh to Aaron about who's yeah, lower I know back. you mentioned it in the interview. Did I say that? Did I say Yeah, I think you did. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, so he goes down like we're it's second quarter where we need to go to the bathroom or something. So we uh walk to the bathroom and uh Blake follows me and John out. Well, he like kind of got separated from us, so he was going to come up the from the bottom of the of the section whereas we were up at the top. Well, John had all of our tickets on his phone like we didn't have physical tickets he just sort of scanned all four of our tickets from his little passport thing is that what it's called yeah, on your phone and so this is none of us know anything that this is going on so Blake is down there and so the, the usher person is uh, you know hey can I see your ticket he's like well I you know I, I don't have the physical ticket my buddy's right up right up there he's got my ticket on his phone and, and so this little usher was like alright well why don't you why don't you go over here and talk to this uh, police officer <laughs> So so Blake's like you Man, know this uh, escalated rather quickly. Yeah, so Blake Blake is just you know the ultimate. Uh, you just yes sir no sir you know he's just a yeah. super nice guy. I mean he's very compliant. I mean he can rip a phone book in half, but he's super nice. Uh, so the cop comes over, you know, and he's like, so, "What's the problem?" Oh, no, there's no no problem. My my buddy's right up here in the section. He's he's got my ticket on his. He you know he scanned it on his phone. He's just you know if you need to see my ticket, I I, I don't have it. We never had physical tickets. They're up they're up in this. All right, sir. In retrospect, bad move. Right. Right. Yeah, sir. Uh, sir, can okay. you just come over here. Uh, just come over here. Let, let's talk. Uh, you know, over here, where you know, kind of out of everybody, uh, out of, over here by ourselves. Okay. Yes, sir. He walks <laughs> over. He says, uh, "Can you uh, take everything out of your pocket, sir?" Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. You know, he's he's just kind of like annoyed, but he's going to just be compliant, and just cooperate fully. So he takes everything out of his pockets. Uh, can you uh, open your mouth, sir? Can you open your mouth? He opens his mouth. Can you lift your tongue up. Lifts his tongue up, and at this point, he's like, "Okay, seriously, what?" What? So the cop goes. This is like a Athens police officer, not you know, not like a staff person, yeah, yeah, a security yeah. guard. He says, "All right, sir, um, you're uh, you, we're gonna ask you to leave the stadium. You, you smell uh, you you smell a lot like marijuana, so we're gonna ask you to leave." <laughs> and, and Blake Blake has never even come close to ever even thinking about smoking weed ever in his entire life. I mean, he's from a small town. That's just like the last thing on his uh, that he was ever even around. And he was like, "Well, I don't smell like marijuana," but he was like, "Well, you know, let's come over here and let's just talk over here." So Blake's still being Mister Compliant, and he and the cop sort of takes him over to this little door, and and kind of, kind of like tricks him into here after you kind of deal. Stupid Le- policeman leads him through the gate. And then shuts the gate, locks it, and just turns around and walks off. And Blake is outside of the stadium now. I would be so pissed. And he, yeah, he was just like, "What?" He like, and then they're in like, and then next to him, another person who's just first kind of, of all, hang on, let me. I don't think this is going to be a revelation to our audience here. Is that a big of a deal that somebody smells like marijuana, yeah. even if he actually did? <laughs> right. Like, is that that you know, like they, like he's been in the uh, in the bathroom doing a Wolf right. of Wall Street, like a uh, you know. A, Pound of cocaine—that yeah. would probably be a problem. Well, that's what he's he smoking said, a crack pipe right there. That's what there, he said but. afterwards. He was like, "Half Come the on, stadium guys. probably smells like marijuana." Like, but also, like, uh, hey, everybody's uh, smoking marijuana. We're not going to have a riot because everyone just wants Cheetos. <laughs> well, it's funny because he—he's like, okay, the door slams on him. He can see through. This is like a gate. He looks down at this person who's also just been kicked out, and it's like this. This older guy who's you know like no just like he's completely hammered his like pants are hanging down you know he's like this <laughs> and he's like I, really like I'm in the same category as this guy yeah <laughs> me and this guy we're just gonna have to get an Uber back to the yeah. hotel together <laughs> so I mean he eventually like he so he calls John and who has the tickets and John came out and he got right back in with this ticket but it was just like what hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think you glossed over that part so. Did you guys sneak him back in? No, he just no. John came back in and said, "Here's this." Well, guy hang on, it. hang on. So their apparatus for booting someone from the game is just like removing them and then letting them just turn around and walk right back in. I guess. I guess that they thought that if he didn't, he didn't have a ticket. So somehow, like, how is he going to get back in the game if he didn't have a ticket? I, I don't know. We, it was just it, oh my so gosh. like we're we're all wondering where the heck Blake is. You know, it's like halftime and we haven't seen Blake in a few minutes. So that was one thing. So then, like, everybody leaves in the third quarter because it's raining and Georgia. It was thirty-eight to three. Yeah, I think I've read somewhere that and Alabama every, yeah. just whipped so them. So everybody, up and down. everybody's like, okay, screw this, we're all leaving. Well, then it really starts downpouring. Um, I I have a rather weak motion sickness stomach. 
And so <laughs> we're in traffic like before the game and like we're Ubering cars around and these Uber drivers are just, you know, they're very stop and go and just jerky. So I, I get like really bad car sick. So I haven't like, the, I don't even want to eat. The last thing I want to do is drink anything. Like I, I that's, I'm just like, I'm, I'm sort of being a buzzkill. Well, there's your problem right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm wet. I'm, I'm sort of cold. We, I was wearing jeans that were completely soaked through. And so I am the only person. Jeans? Uh, we didn't know it was going to be raining as hard as it. Uh, I had rain pants. I just didn't wear them. Yeah, it's so, 2015. How are we going to find out what the weather is going to do? It today? was changing by the hour. Like this hurricane was like 100% chance of rain, 10% chance of rain. Okay. Of just, you're going somewhere where there's going to be a hurricane near? I would plan on a I, thousand percent rain. I, wore, I had rain pants. It, I just didn't wear them. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, but here, so I'm the only person in Athens, Georgia that had not had a sip of anything to drink all day. And it's about <laughs> six o'clock. And we're, we go to this like bar right down the street from Athens. And there's all these, you know, crazy drunk college kids all wet. And it's like a big party now. And I'm <clears> sort of, I'm just kind of annoyed that I'm, you know, I'm soaking wet. I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm sick. I've been sick all day because this motion sickness thing. And so we're upstairs at this bar, and like you know, somebody hands me a, you know some money to go get us some beers, you know. So I, I'm like, all right, I'll go. Get so I walk down. I'm like walking down the stairs. Everybody's wet. There's water everywhere. I'm about halfway down these stairs that are like overlooking like this entire bar. And I feel like I, stairs at a bar are maybe a really bad idea, by the way. And I, I slip about halfway down these stairs. <sighs> oh. And just like bite it all the way down these stupid stairs, like everyone like just turning and looking, making sure <laughs> I'm like okay, and you know it's like oh here comes the crazy idiot drunk guy like falling down the stairs. And oh, I, I swear, guys, it's just motion sickness. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was like so mad, like I hurt my my hand was like I got crunched my hand on like the banister as I was falling down. So that that happened, and they, of course no one they didn't see me do that. Well, I mean I got I was so sick by the time we got back to our little we rented like an Airbnb like a little studio apartment like right on campus and and it was like 9 30 on saturday night and i i'm like throwing up my guts from, just from being motion sick like all day and uh and we ended up like going to bed at like 9 30 in athens like, th- like well it sounds like a heck of a trip yeah we really uh <laughs> we really partied it up in athens um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that we did see like a couple like a college couple a, 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 a is, is that a man a college man uh, 20, 19 years old. I feel like he's a still a college kid. man. He's, he's still a kid. He's just a boy. Uh, there was a boy and a girl, college age, that were like standing out in the rain. There, he was very apparently drunk, and having like an argument, just standing out in the middle. Everyone else is you know ducking hmm. for cover, and they're just like, and he would like kind of stumble off like mad, and she would like chase after him, and they would stop, and they would keep yeah. You know, so we're like running under the awning, like trying to figure out like what the heck these this couple is going to do and they just we were very interested to see what was going to happen and they were just fighting out in the rain and uh that was it well that's a great way to end this segment there was two people that were having a somewhat (laughs) uncivil disagreement they were raising their voices it was quite harrowing There was a guy that had a little speaker under an umbrella on like the main walkway right into the stadium who was like, I mean, old school fire and brimstones. You are all going to hell. I mean, like something you'd see out of like the 60s or something, which was interesting. Um, Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. I think that's it. And that was Humans Being Human with our own Mark Rogers. All right, not one of our best humans being human segments, but, but, Rick, It hold on. started with promise, but it petered out rather quickly <laughs> when you were starting to point out, yeah, there was a tree there. That tree was the biggest tree I'd ever seen. Um, we are building up to something. Have we, we've mentioned what we're doing, I think. Didn't we on the last one? Like what we're, we're, we're going to have the best humans being human segment. I'm not sure. Time. I don't know if we mentioned it, but like, uh, it's we worth mentioning it? now. Okay. We're working... I don't want to give it away in case it doesn't like entirely pan out, but uh, it's in a very elaborate. It's taken a lot of time, and we're still working on it. Uh, he doesn't listen to the show, does he? No. no. Okay. Uh, so you've heard just to tease it slightly. You've heard that Mark has like a very crazy, like uh, it used to have like a very wild temper that he would just flip out. Well, his dad—that's where he got it from—and so we came up with a prank call idea. 
It's very, very elaborate. It's taking a lot of time to set up. But uh, I feel confident that we're going to get the reaction that we were looking for. So we're not sure on the time on that. It might be the next time we call him. It might be we might have to do this and string this along for like six months. But hopefully I feel like that might be the greatest humans being human ever. It could be it could be good, and it's something that you know my family will probably listen to at like Thanksgiving for years to come. Uh, yeah, he's, he has a crazy temper, but he also is a very good sport about it. So yeah, we and we've already kind of gotten a little bit of a rise out. We're of getting exactly. Yeah. I feel like we're right on track <laughs> with what we wanted to do. All right, uh, this is the guy that one time he got into like an argument with, or was trying to. Got yeah, with like the salesperson at Best Buy, and it was like Christmas time, super busy Best Buy, lots of people, and he ended his little, I don't know, uh, appearance at this Best Buy by like like punching like the the automatic door, turning around and yelling, "Don't buy anything from this Best Buy." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's like Christmas time. So there's people like everywhere making, he made like the biggest scene. It was craziness. All right. It is now time for the Simple Human Tip of the Week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this one is uh, along the uh, enjoy life or like the meditation uh, pillar. And it is uh, a quote from W. Timothy Galloway from The Inner Game of Tennis. And it is, there's a quote. In short, quote, getting it together quote, requires slowing the mind. Quieting the mind means less thinking, calculating, judging, worrying, fearing, hoping, trying, regretting, controlling, jittering, or distracting. The mind is still when it is totally here and now in perfect oneness with the action and the actor. It is the purpose of the inner game to increase the frequency and duration of these moments, quieting the mind by degrees and realizing thereby a continual expansion of our ability to learn and perform. So it, hmm. it's basically saying that the way to expand your mind, the way to uh, learn more, and to uh, you know really get the most out of new experiences is to quiet the mind as much as you can. Which is basically what we talk about: meditation or, or cognitive behavioral therapy. Sitting is another word that I like to use. It's not doesn't have like the uh, the label issue that meditation sometimes does and so he's talking about the mind is still when it is totally here and now right so that's the whole thing it's like we've talked about before that the mind tends to go to in one of two places most of the time the future or the past and and meditation is being in the present and man you're speaking my language on this like that's the hardest thing for me to do uh and I'm having a lot of troubles with it now specifically. we got a lot of stuff going on in our lives, uh, trying to sell the house and move to a different part. And so it's – I'll wake up from sleeping. Like I fall asleep fine. Like that's no problem. But I wake up like uh, maybe four or five hours in. I've got to go to the bathroom or something, and I cannot go back to sleep because my mind is racing yeah. with my perpetual 5,000-item to-do list. And I just – I'm not sleeping. I haven't slept really in like a couple of weeks. And – Man, it, if I can just get a hold of how to quiet all of that in my mind, uh, it, my my situation would be a lot better for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I tell you, since I mean, once you sort of commit to the the meditation or the mindfulness practice, when you do get in moments like that, like you know, I, that happens to me too. Like I'll get up and go to the bathroom or something, and then I just I, it's three in the morning, and I just I can't. I'm thinking about something else that's happening that day or, or the next week. I can do my what I do when I'm meditating and it it helps me to uh, go back to sleep or to, to stop worrying about whatever it is I was worrying about and one of the uh, uh, I, I listened to a uh, that great courses deal and one of the things that uh, a technique that it uses that they used and this is I thought this is pretty interesting so like you're you literally can't think of more than one thing at a time right that's it's pretty crazy to think about how how much your brain has to switch to different things right so I'm like I'm talking now and I'm looking down I'm reading you know something for the show notes that I've got on my computer here and then I'm thinking about I got I get a text and then my brain shifts and then I, you know it's like it's mm-hmm. crazy to think about how many you, you your brain can't think of more than one thing at, at, at one time and so it's kind of a, a technique and I shared this with the Jasa retreat folks is that if you're sitting there just like you know worrying about something and you have you're like for for instance like you're in your house like you're you're thinking about all the things you need to do for your house or something you start and it sounds crazy but just just hear me out you you start like 
consciously asking the thoughts in your head, like who says who is saying that, and like trying like you know like like sort of addressing those thoughts, and then you start thinking about that, right? Mm, so it's yeah. not like you're actually talking to yourself, but it's like it's just a little trick that you can use to to stop thinking about it. Because then once you start thinking about what you're thinking about, then you stop thinking about what the what you're worried about right so yeah. it's just and it's 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 kind of you know it's just it, that's a well, I, I said that and some of the people were like so you're crazy is that what you're saying uh but it is kind of an interesting way to quiet your mind if you okay. if you're I'll try that. like fall asleep or something so yeah just start being like who who goes there who's saying that what are you wearing and, <laughs> and then, you, then you, where am i yeah. why am i here <laughs> then you start thinking about that um all right uh i think that's a show right it is. All right. So you can go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Uh, coming up next time, we have Judd Brewer, a Dr. Judd Brewer. He's got a TED Talk. Uh, he is a mindfulness expert. He is, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't have his bio in front of me, but he has been uh, educated at like Yale and MIT and Harvard and all these places. And he is like an expert on mindfulness and meditation. So that'll go great with our tip of the week for this week. Good. Uh, so that's coming up. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. You can also follow me on Periscope. At Simply Human Fifty Two, Periscope is crazy. Um, every everyone I show Periscope, they just they they cannot believe like this this, like this thing is in existence. It's just crazy. Um, but uh, so I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, is it inappropriate uh, to say that Rick has an onboard massage therapist? He has a small Asian woman <laughs> that just sits on his shoulders and massages. Is that can I not say that? You have derailed. Okay. Get back to your uh, very informative answer, Aaron. <laughs> So until next time, enjoy yourself.